Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking Codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop Podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. this week's Talking Codswallop. I'm Gemma. I'm James. I'm Andy. And with us today, we have got a very special guest and is also a returning guest. And it's a big, massive welcome. Well, welcome back to the show, Chris Ladando. Hey. Thanks for having me again. You're welcome. You're always welcome on. I think I said that last time, but I meant it. So hence why you're back cool. again. So how have you been? Just uh, surviving winter. Uh, it's it's been uh it's it's been all right it hasn't been it's been mild so hopefully we get through it over here with not any real snow because snow mm. is the worst it ruins everything i'm hoping it stays that way for the next month yeah especially the levels of snow that you well, get more importantly how are you guys doing with this brexit thing i don't understand what's happening out there we don't either <laughs> neither do you guys. no we don't either no Does everybody i gonna... know what they voted for <laughs> Oh, I know what I voted for. Oh, yeah, I was a firm Remainer. I was too. Oh, good, that makes three of us. Yeah. So what was the, the Prime Minister's, like, thing? Like, she wanted to stay or leave, but, like, they voted against her, her whatever her Brexit strategy was, but voted co- uh, confidence in her? I got to understand what happened. So her ultimate position before she became Prime Minister was a Remainer, and then when David Cameron resigned and she then became the leader... She honoured the democratic vote. So she, while she's a Remainer, she's then acted as per the democratic process, shall we say, quote unquote. So, she, you know, her along with the government have done a pig's ear of a job in negotiating with the uh, EU. And basically, they're, they're, there's only three options on the table accept the deal that's been presented to us, reject the deal that's presented to us, and leave. Or uh-huh. ask very nicely for the letter back. And this is really only looking between option one and option two. Hmm. Yeah, because the thing, the thing is at this point as well that, you know, if we decided that we actually wanted to get back in with the EU, you can't necessarily turn around to all the other countries and expect them to want hmm. us back after we've kind of turned away from them. I mean, they, they would, but they would, they would ask for their money back for all the time they've wasted in the, in this whole process. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much a no-win situation. It is, and you know when you're talking about only seventeen percent, sorry, seventeen million people voted for exiting, and we're a seventeen million nation. Although not all of them can vote, but you know it's not that much of the population, which is why I think a lot of people are so pissed off with the whole thing. Huh. Yeah, but then a lot of the people uh, are pissed off about it are also the people that didn't vote right. and they've got no leg yeah. to stand on really right. have they because if you don't vote you haven't got a say in the matter 
that's like a large majority of the country here. Uh, a lot of people don't vote, unfortunately, in the United States. Yeah. So it becomes a very expensive object. Well, object and we see what happened with that. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Mind our dust. We'll be back soon. Well, I think it's worst case. It's only for another four more years. So 2024 and it'll all be over. Worst case. <laughs> Four years, we, we could be wiped off the face of the earth. Oh man, yeah, this is it, the the world is going to hell in a handcart at the moment. It's crazy. It's so nuts over here. I can't even begin to tell you how angry everybody is, and and the politicians here, um, at least uh, from his party, do nothing. They just double down on his craziness. It's just absolutely insane. I was going to say, yeah, because it, it appears, you know, not only politically, but. You know, from a societal perspective, it's very much there's no middle ground. You are one side or, or the other. Yeah, I, he's starting like they they ran some polls recently, and he's starting to lose support from his voters, which is a good thing. But like being a New Yorker, like I've been around Donald Trump's bullshit my entire life. Uh, if you're from the New York area, like New Jersey and New York, he's you know he's a real he's a real estate you know guy, and for years he's been in the tabloids, but like stupid you know scams and this that and the other we all knew he's a crook we kind of tried to warn the rest of the country they fell for it because mm. people are in america i mean maybe in, in the in the rest of the world too but like they're obsessed with celebrity the idea of celebrity is reality star nonsense i mean there's people on tv and there's people that should be in control of like you know how who inspects the food like who like you know who yeah. is running uh, the government and it's just uh, i can't even begin to tell you how frustrating it is but hopefully soon uh they'll get him i was surprised and yet i wasn't surprised that trump won you know when you look to the whole situation it was he- with the whole situation of the election, you had basically sort of the worst of, you know, but of choices on candidates. There was not, you know, people were so divided on the views on the, on, on the people who were being put up. Well, Hillary Clinton, for, for whatever reason, there's a, a section of the population that despise her. Yeah. This woman has done nothing in her life but try to help people from small children to working people or whatnot. And, she was, uh, you know, in politics and helped people long before her husband did. And, you know, they, they railroaded her. They made her out to be like this horrible person. But she did win the popular vote because we have the system. You know, you guys are familiar with the electoral college system here? Yeah, I'm not personally. Okay, so basically when, so when America started, right, after long after the revolution, right, they basically had developed a system called the electoral college system. And instead of the the majority rules vote, because they were worried that people in the big cities would have more of a say of people like in rural areas. So what they did was they created like this point system and each state is valued a certain amount of points. So if you win a state, you win the points value of that state. So Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. She won over by over 3 million or something votes, but she lost the electoral college. So you have certain states are more have more points than other states. So it's a strategy on when they when when they go out and they campaign these presidential candidates, they'll hit certain areas more than others because they're worth more in points. It's it, it, so that this system some people still agree with it because it's it's good. You want to have like you know the balance of power by you know, but but then a lot of people say it's outdated, you know, because 
we 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 have planes now. We have transportation, the internet. You know, we can talk to each other. You know, it's a system that's almost three hundred years old. So America is very weird when it comes to like the laws. I mean, if something's on the books, it usually stays on the books yeah. for a very long time. Oh, it's the same same with us. We have some very archaic laws. But I heard recently that the reason why there is a two-party system in the U.S. is actually down to a deal made between the Republicans and Democrats, you know, decades and decades ago, where they realized that if you opened up the political landscape to independents and other parties, they themselves would be locked out. So to kind of maintain a duopoly they legislated to ensure it was only really a, a two-party system that could right. ever succeed. Yeah, that's probably true, because sometimes sometimes you'll see an independent candidate, like a third party, very rarely. But those people that usually get those independent nominations, they have a lot of money of their own. Um, because like anything in America, you need to have a lot of money to make it happen. So where I live on Staten Island, let's say if you wanted to be a congressman, so I guess... It would be, I don't know, I, I'm not really that familiar with the parliamentary system that you guys have, but... Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have two houses. So you have two houses. So each representative represents a district, I assume, right? So yeah, you're elected yeah. to an area. So. Right, right. Yeah, there's only the lords that are unelected. They're, they're peers, they're life peers. Okay, okay. So the same thing with, with us, with our representatives. There's two houses. One serves, one term is two years, that's the House of Representatives, and then the other is the Senate, which of one term is six years. So to be a congressman, like, you know, a House of, somebody that's in the House of Representatives, let's say if you wanted to be a congressman from where I live, so Staten Island has about roughly 600,000 people, but also covers a small section of Brooklyn, New York, um, which is probably another couple hundred thousand, whatever. You have to have like $2 million raised or something ridiculous to even get your name out there. It's nuts. And that shouldn't be the case. You know, it should be totally grassroots. So a lot of these people get their money from, um, you know, corporations and whatnot. So it doesn't really, doesn't really represent the people. But anyway, I can talk about this all day, but let's talk about the fun stuff. What a way to start a comedy podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know. Well, we can con you and I can continue this one in a couple of weeks' time. Well, if you like, can you guys take America back yes. by any chance? <laughs> Make America Great Britain again? <laughs> no, you'll cost too much money, so no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, and I, I don't think you'd like some of our liberal laws, and we'll take away all the guns. Oh, hey, I'll take take them, please. There's so much crap with that. I'm, I'm not a gun person. I've never fired a, I, I never fired a gun in my life. It, to be honest, it's knife crime that is just as bad over mm. here mm. as it is, uh, right. you know, as gun crime is for you. So, but anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's another topic that isn't comedy related. Yes. So, uh, yes, <laughs> happy, happy, joy, yes. happy, yeah. That, that's like uh, seventy-five percent of my questions struck off the list. <laughs> <laughs> Not. At I'll all. just restrict it to cats. <laughs> Yes, uh, Chris. Don't worry, Chris. I have nice questions. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really got any, uh, not many questions anyway, because obviously I've spoken to you before, so I was going to let the chat okay. sort of take over. Um, well, not take over, <laughs> you know, not fully, but, um, but I have brought a game with me. Okay. Uh, which I've been working Ooh. quite hard on today. So, All right. uh, and I'll explain the rules of that later. So, yeah, that's something to look forward to. James, have you still got to go in 45 minutes? No, I can hang on. I'll be okay. Okay, that's fine then. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Sorry, I was just checking that. So, um, 
Yeah, so, well, at this moment in time, when this episode is actually dropped, I am actually going to be sat with a cocktail in my hand in America, uh, well, on a, oh. on the Impractical Jokers boat. So one of my questions is, oh. Chris, if I happen to bump into any of the Jokers, is there any message you'd like me to tell them? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Not put Chris on the tally. <laughs> no, that's all right. I think it's I think it's funnier that I'm not on the show. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, a long time ago when they first, um, well, when they first, I guess, got the show. I mean, how many years it is now? Um, I had just gotten a job. I had um, maybe a short period of time, maybe about a year or so. And because I was like always like a cameraman for them. And I always like would maybe play like little bit parts in their sketches. And I was remember I was talking to Sal and he had said, uh, you know, my name came up in when they were, I guess, forming like a production team, because at the time they really didn't have anybody. And they had said, like, you know, it really wouldn't have been worth it for me to leave my job with what they were going to you know, pay. Probably that's it's true because I have a good job in the university system here. Yeah, it'd be very difficult to uh, to leave that. Uh, you know, free health benefits, which in America that's a that's not a thing. <laughs> that's a <Yeah>. biggie, isn't <laughs> it? In America, <laughs> for, so I get free health benefits. I got a great uh, you know pension plan and whatnot. And uh, I work since I work in like academia, but on the administrative side, I get like I even get tenure. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So. It, I uh, I was on at the beginnings of that uh, career in the university system, so it wouldn't be uh, it'd be very difficult to uh, to leave. But the people that they have working on it, there's some people that I knew who were around, you know, in the bar uh, when Sal was bartending and stuff that work on that show. And those people belong on that show. Um, a lot of the crew, like some of the writers. Um, these are people that they never gave up on their dreams of wanting to do that stuff. I kind of did. So I don't deserve it. Uh, they do. And I'm very happy for all of them. Yeah, that's good. But it would be nice <laughs> if maybe I get one goddamn episode where I'm just walking <laughs> in the background. But uh, <laughs> Come on, throw throw Chris a bone. But at least... At least a nice bookend to this story for me, but it's okay. No, it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I guess the silver lining is, though, I mean, for all the, the stuff that you may possibly miss, you've got a family that you can come home to pretty much every night, whereas I guess if you'd taken that job, you would be all over the country and right. over the UK sometimes, I guess, as well. So Absolutely. silver linings. <laughs> but also, like... You, you guys know who I am. Yeah. They kept me around. So, like, you know, I would tell them Steve, Dave and stuff. So they kept me around and, and those things. And I think you got the better end of the deal with that one, to be honest. Well, I, I'll tell you this. A few years ago, they, when I, when, before they were starting to play, like, the big stadiums, mm -hmm. they were playing, like, the theaters. Like, you know, that's maybe sat maybe about 3,000 people and stuff. They were doing those tours. And it, we, I went to go see them in Boston. And I hung out with them for the day. And there was a moment where we got to walk around the city, like just shopping and every step that we took, somebody recognized them and was bugging them for pictures or whatnot. And they're very friendly with all that stuff, but I can't imagine having a life like that. I, I don't think I would, it would, I don't know. I don't know how I'd uh, deal with that. It's gotta be very rough not to just, Hey, I'm going to go shopping today. I'm gonna go to the mall and not be bombarded by people. I mean, yeah. That's just too much. 
and have the self control to not snap when right. things get too because bad. everybody's watching. Everybody's got a ca- everybody's got a movie camera on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you'll you'll hear that more than anything else. Yeah, they're good like that. It's tough. It's tough. The other thing as well is that okay, it might not be technically the case, but uh, they these people that sort of bug them are kind of the people that pay their paycheck in a way. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't be too much of an asshole. No. <laughs> you know, you have to. These are the people that are putting their food on the table. Yeah. And it's such a fine balance between the the right to have a personal and private life. Yeah. Even in the great outdoors versus, yeah, you know, I appreciate you buying my stuff. Like, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan like anybody else of film and music and whatnot. And living in New York, you get to see people sometimes on the street. And I'm the type of person where if I recognize somebody that I'm a big fan of, if I get into eye contact with them, I'll give them a nod. And that's it. Maybe say, oh, hello, Mr. So-and-so and Mrs. So-and-so. And that's it. I'm not going to bother anyone, you know? Mm. Just that little connection of just saying hello, good morning, or whatever, that's fine with me. Some people yeah. take it too far. I mean, it's a better way crazy. to do it, definitely. Because you don't want to hound these people, do you? I mean, you've got to remember it's a job. You've, like, you know, like, like, like Andy was saying, you've got to find that distinction because... You do. I always find it's amazing when you go to conventions and things that there must be a point where it gets a bit scary because you go in there and all these people have this preconceived idea of what you're going to be like as the celebrity who's there. Yeah. And you will get people who they go that bit too far. That must be a hell of a, a difficult thing to have to deal with because, like you know, like you were all saying, you've got to remember these people pay your wages, and you, you don't want to be nice to them, but. Yeah, there's an element of it that must be pretty damn scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's terrifying because you don't know. Like, some people are crazy. They might want to kill you. I mean, think, look at it like, look at it like with, with John Lennon. Yeah. He came to New York because he loved, he felt safe here. Like, because nobody gave a shit. New York, everybody's like, yeah, you know, we see people all the time. So he would be able to walk on this, down the street and people say, hey, how you doing, Mr. Lennon? You know, and that was that. He, he, he could blend in. He was one of us. And then look what happened. And look in our lifetime. You know, Dimebag Daryl with that lunatic fan who was obsessed with the fact that he thought he wrote the songs. <clears throat> you know, you've got on that flip side is, uh, yeah. <laughs> Very scary fandom. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is, is fandom. I think we said that a couple of shows ago, didn't we? That fans are just the weirdest people. Oh, yes. I've, I've, I've experienced that. <laughs> yeah, we, we've we've seen the mutterings of the tweets coming from the mailbox. You know, well, believe me, I, I, I hold in a lot. Yeah. Say, give it, give it twenty years, and you could write a tell-all book. You know, <laughs> you know, just have the nice glossy pictures of the screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> say also it's quite nice that you know the, the four people in this the skype call none of us have been blocked by you so that's quite nice <laughs> not <laughs> the only people that do usually are white supremacists yeah so. no, that's <laughs> obviously i was just making a joke there but yeah yeah those are the only people if you notice if you start looking at their timeline of those people they say some really really bad stuff so it's like mm-hmm. hmm, yeah better that you're out of the out of the uh out of my time, my timeline. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to see that kind of crap, do you? You can turn on the no. news and watch that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Social media, man, just needs to learn just to keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Light and fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> you want that serious shit? Just turn on the news. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you can get everything you need, and you can just shout at the TV like the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> see, that's why I don't watch the news or read a newspaper or do anything like that. I just. Oh, I'm. 
when I work from home, I, I've got Sky News on and it's on mute and it's just there and I'm just watching the ticker tape, you know, just to see what crazy is going on in the world. But there's so much better things that you could be watching. It's, yeah, but then Home's Under the Hammer and those sort of things, you know, <laughs> don't really flame my clothes. I don't like Jeremy Kyle. Jeremy Kyle is a um, chat, uh, like chat show host kind of stroke um he helps people with problems and stuff. He's a bottom feeder. Really? Isn't he? Well, I want to help. No, no, no. I usually call him Jeremy Vile. To be fair, I really don't. He like just him. stoked the flames. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely bottom feeds off the bottom of society, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Is he like a Piers Morgan? Um, but worse. Yeah. So the typical sort of guess would be that um, my mum slept with my boyfriend. Now she's pregnant. And then they do a lie detector test. There was a chap who used to do it on, in your country called Jerry something. It's Jerry Springer. Yeah, He's Jerry like Springer. a really crap version of Jerry Springer. Yeah, basically. But turn to 11. But still, I'd rather watch yeah. him than the news, so. <laughs> the thing is, if like the History Channel and MTV were actually as described, I'd probably watch them. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to the History Channel? Oh, I know. Oh, you know, ice, since when has Ice Road Truckers been about history? Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stupid that, Americans. That, <laughs> I think that's really, for me, is what killed, killed TV was these stupid um, scripted reality TV shows. Yeah, and they all are scripted, but there are people that believe it's real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I can never get my head around that. It's the middle of my country. Yeah. This is the people that have the electoral votes that I was telling you about that shouldn't have them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's my cousin, but also my wife. <laughs> <laughs> or my sister, or also my wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> middle America. The middle yeah. of this country is crazy. I'm telling you. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> oh, dear, yeah. <laughs> I trust you. We don't go there. We don't go there. People from the, uh, the East Coast or the West Coast, we don't go to the middle of the country. They have a, they have an ex- expression they call them. They're called flyover states. Yeah. 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 And they're flyover yeah. states for a reason. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You'll see them all on the Impractical Jokers cruise. <laughs> <laughs> well. They're the ones with the webbed feet and the webbed hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're the ones, a lot of them, well, you know, it is a lot of, a lot, there's a lot of nice people yeah, out there too. I mean, I'm just joking around, but, uh, a lot of the fans actually, I think are from the Midwest because there's nothing out there, you know? So they're, it's, it's very exciting to, uh, <laughs> to see like, you know, what's going on in New York, what's going on in Los Angeles. Hmm. So I think I'll get the better f- end of the deal when it comes to fandom, when I'm at the super duper bowl. Uh, I don't think I listen. I think Andy. I think it's just going to be us hanging out. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, a show for one. Excellent. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people out, but let's see. Hopefully, uh, they sell those tickets. While you're actually talking about that, did you want to sort of say anything about the event that you'll both be attending? Well, I'll be in the event. Okay. But what I'm doing exactly is not clear. But I do know I will be in a referee's uniform. Oh, very nice. So. Pretty much, pretty much humiliated. Yeah. <laughs> so on stage this time in front of a live audience. So uh-huh. yes, come on down to Asbury Park, February third to see part of me die <laughs> live on stage. Might be uh, somebody throwing meat at you because you're the meat oh, monster, aren't not. you? As per the yeah, uh, yeah. BPR podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You know that's going to be Polano or Derek. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> More Polano. Derek is a yeah. gentleman. Polano is just a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Has anything been announced as to what's actually going on? Or because I don't know anything about it. So, so there's a few stand up comedians that are going to be there. Um, 
Uh, I think Mike and Ming will be there. Um, I know Ming will definitely be there. Mike too. Uh, Brian Johnson may be there as well. Um, well, he'll be on the boat as well, though, won't he? So. Oh wait. Oh, he will be on the boat. Oh, I guess not then. I bloody hope he is anyway. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know if he'll be if he's on the boat. Now, he'll probably then be on the cruise. I don't know. I don't know his schedule. He actually called me before for a project. I didn't recognize the number. I'm like, I, I, I pick up the phone. It's like, hey, I'm like, who's this? He's like, it's me. It's Brian. I'm like, who? <laughs> so I didn't recognize the number, but it was him. <laughs> he has a project that he wants to, uh, that he's working on. Nice. It's going to be funny. He wanted me to do something for it. Can you tell us anything about the project? Uh, it's I, it's a, a video podcast. That's all I can say. Okay, probably for Patreon. I shouldn't say, but I, I think it's going to be cool. And what he, I, the, just the title of what he was explaining, what it's going to be, and who's going to be on it. Uh, one of the Tell Him Steve Dave Town residents. I'm not going to say who, and him are doing a video uh, podcast. And um, I don't know exactly the premise, but. I'm sure it'll be good. As you heard here first, guys. Excellent. Watch this space. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be on the boat because I don't know. Well, he's but he's quite flaky he, with cons, isn't he? So there is space monkeys being announced. So I then he's there. Then he's there. Yeah. But what date? Because uh, it's February third. When's the cruise? Is it like February sixth or something? Yeah, that's sixth to the tenth. So maybe he is. Oh yeah. Them before. Yeah, he will be there then. Okay. okay. He should be there. Casey and um, and Joe Ambergia from Impractical Jokers, uh, the writing staff. Yep. Uh, Casey does the after show, uh, Inside Jokes. He's also uh, does his own stand up and, and whatnot. And he's also the brother of uh, Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he's also a musician, a musician as well. He's a very he? talented musician. Yeah. He's just a, he's just a uh, a one man band. Yeah. <laughs> he can do everything. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. There's some other stand-up comedians that are going to be there, um, and a couple of podcasts will be be live a live podcast show. So me running around in between. I was going to say that would be Mike and Ming then. <laughs> Mike Ming, uh, PBR is supposed to be doing something. Yeah, I was hoping to sit on one of these podcasts, but who knows? I'm probably just going to be humiliated in the referee outfit. Uh, so, yeah, it should be fun. Well, you can come sit with Celeste and I. Sure. I think Amy's going to be there as well, Amy Skag. Oh, wow, cool. I haven't seen her in a while. So you can sit on the PBR posse table. There we go. <laughs> Just, uh, Andy, remember to give out those, uh, you know, those other cards, you know? <laughs> oh, with the one, my, the one with my telephone number on. Yeah, yeah, we'll no, 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 with our email on it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been using those as roaches. Sorry. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'll send you some more then. <laughs> yeah, no, they they will be packed. Good, as will the t-shirt. Oh, although I won't wear it on the night. I'll be uh, in my PBR top. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, I get that. Home colours and all. It's going to be cold. You're going to be right next to the Atlantic Ocean. That's all right. I'll uh, I'll be padded up. Good, good. Yeah. I don't know what time you're getting there, Andy, but we should uh, take you around, walk around the boardwalk over there. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome, man, because, I mean, I'm there. Well, my plans are flying on Friday, and then on Saturday I'll be in Red Bank watching the uh, International Rugby uh, in the Dublin House. Oh, cool. Nice pub. I love that pub. Uh, Yeah, Dublin House is nice. No windows, though. Oh, man. That's... That's very unique. No windows at all. There is. Well, there are windows. Yeah, I was going to say is, there is. There is, in the front of the building. Yeah, and that's it, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But then they've got a nice beer garden outside, but obviously if it's yes. uh, February, it's probably not going to be 
you yeah. know, the time of time to go. But yeah, it is a it is a nice building though. It's an old building that they converted into a restaurant. Yeah, and the barman who I I think I don't remember his name, but the guy was uh, you know he's quite chatty and you know quite a friendly guy. So I'm not sure if he was maybe the owner or not, but yeah, he was. He was a nice chap as well, so hopefully he'll be there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I fully expect to be the lone white top in a sea of green, but, you know, I'll take it on the chin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and then obviously hanging around uh, Sunday for the show, and then I'm, I fly back on Thursday night, so I plan to do a run around Central Park. Um, uh-huh. Well, you know, you're nowhere near Central Park. I've I've seen the uh, the how long it's going to take and uh, regretting my booking choices. But you know, I will be that person who sat on the train in my running gear, okay, <laughs> backwards and forwards. I mean, that's not the thing. It's just you're going to be. Are you staying in New Jersey? Yeah, I'm staying in Asbury Park. So I really couldn't be bothered to drag my stuff around. So I don't know how long that train ride is. Three hours. Three hours? Wow, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple of changes. So yeah, it's two out. I think it's two hours from JFK uh, on the train. So uh, yeah, I've got thankfully I've got lots of headsets for running. So yeah. And how long do you fly, Andy? Uh, it'll be probably eight hours out and six hours back because uh, we get you get pushed back with the easterly winds. That blows my mind that you can knock two hours off of a flight just because of wind. Yeah, the tailwind. Yeah, the uh, when I go to go to out west to California, you know, you go and it's almost like six hours coming home. It's like four. Yeah, I've I've seen tail speeds of one hundred and ninety nine miles an hour flying oh, wow. from the states before. Yeah, you, you know, like on the plane, like they tell you how fast you're going, like on the on the on the TVs. Yeah, I yeah. when I was coming home, I think it was from L.A. or from San Francisco. I was looking at the speed. It shows the speed, and it showed like six hundred and twenty nine miles an hour. I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna be burning up!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glued for eight hours. That's, I don't watch the in-flight entertainment. I'm there just watching the plane for eight hours moving. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm, I'm just obsessed with it. You know, it's just it's crazy. And then like when I see we then sort of swing over Newfoundland, then I see it blinds up, and I'm glued to the window. Just taking pictures of clouds. Uh, on the way over, um, have a look on the map, and it actually shows you where Titanic was when it went down. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if you're in, uh, if you go to Manhattan, you can see where it was supposed to land because um, oh, really? it was going to New York. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny. It's funny you mentioned Titanic because when I was a long time ago, before Impractical Jokers was on TV, me and Q were driving to Manhattan to do some kind of tell him steve they meet up or something at a bar or whatever and um we were driving and i was driving uh, on the highway over there the west side highway and he was pointing to like this structure which i passed a million times in my life and he's like that right there that's where they were that's they left it there uh as like a you know a memoriam to the titanic that's where they were supposed to dock wow. so you wow. can see yeah it's by uh, 14th street and on the west side highway so on the, like on the hudson river um you can see like this big metal like you know thing oh one of the mooring posts ah, awesome one of the geeky things I'm, i want to try and do is new york i think is the only place or is one of the few locations where we use a helicopter for our deliveries so i want to try and get down to the river to see where it comes into land oh uh, i can tell you exactly where uh there well there's there's actually there's two heliports that i'm aware of uh that People use like them, the president lands or important officials, whatever, or even like tor- tourists. 
there's one that's not too far away from where the Titanic uh, thing is. It's like probably around 34th Street on on the west side, off the west side highway. And then there's one on the east side of Manhattan on yeah. the East River, right by Wall Street. Huh. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I know about. Um, but yeah, I want to get a money shot of of the helicopter. It's the only thing I really geek out about work, really. Um, I've got one of the um, canal boat in, in Amsterdam. If I'm ever in Venice, I want to get the uh, gondola uh, we use in, in uh, Venice. That's uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. We go that extra mile to get the shipments in. There we go. I've got the brand things done. I've never been on a helicopter in my life, and I don't plan it. Oh, no. No, you'd never see me in one, but if I can stand near one and get a picture of it all liveried up, I'll be happy bunny. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> you seem too risky to me, helicopters. Far too risky. There's no gliding capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Especially those ones with the doors are open as well. That just looks freaky to me. It doesn't matter. Like if, if the propeller stops, you're going down. No, <laughs> I, I know, but you know, you you get some form of comfort mentally, don't you, from the door? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, when you see those Chinooks coming, I don't know what it's like for you, Jeb and James, um, where you are, whether the military fly around you but when you see those chinooks mm. coming down low with the doors open and the troops with their feet dangling out you're like oh for god's sake don't really get it here so i couldn't possibly come up what i can and can't see around here too with the military so uh, yeah. <laughs> i guess you get all the low flying jets coming down through the dales <laughs> no common believe it at that gloomy afternoons <laughs> See, no, we don't really, we don't really get stuff like that. I mean, we get helicopters and things like that, but yeah, it's nothing really that low flying that we can see anything. Are you in the um, army zone, so you get all the tanks and squaddies? Um, there is a couple of army places, but you you see like the army vans driving around, but you don't see like a tank driving around. Oh, sorry, I've taken us off tangent again. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. And he's renowned for taking us off topic, but that's fine, you know. <laughs> I'm a joy to work with. Yeah, to be fair, if he keeps doing this, we will take his biscuits off him. Hey, easy. <laughs> Chris is like, <gasps> snoring away in bed. <laughs> what? What? I heard my name. Hiya. <laughs> because I'm probably not going to come back to America for quite a while, because sort of this is my last holiday out there. What I'm hoping to do is send my vinyl over to Andy. And if you wouldn't mind, Chris, would you mind signing it for me? Sure. Thank sure, you. Absolutely. And Troy, it, well, I assume Troy isn't going to be there, but if he is around, could he sign it too, please? Yeah, I don't, he probably won't be there, though. No, that's fine. But yeah, I definitely would like you to, if that's okay. Okay. Thank you very cool. much. Thank you. The next topic that I wanted to speak about was your artwork that you do, Chris, but I know that James okay. had a few questions about that, so I don't want to kind of take anything away from your questions, James. So did you want to go first? Or? Uh, I'll give it a shot. I may need prompting, so I can't remember everything that I wanted to ask you, Chris. But um, you were recently on... Um, you're on Periscope actually discussing uh, some of your art, and you mentioned that Brian had bid on, or well, actually Brian Brian Johnson had got you know got a piece of art from me that was sort of really weird. I'm just wondering if you could tell me what it is. Oh yeah, um, can I text you guys a picture through this app? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, let me I see. think you can just send us a picture. Um, yeah, I'll send it to you because I, I was wondering if I can do it. Can I do it now? I was just pleasantly surprised, but not that he picked the weird thing. <laughs> Knowing Brian. I was experimenting with some of these weird, uh, I guess, like I'm trying to learn 
like abstract portraits. Okay. It's, it's so amazing. Like I see people do them. So I, I kind of like did like these no face ones where mm-hmm. just kind of creepy. I actually just sold one um, the other day to some guy in Kentucky. It's not letting me do it. I'll send it to you guys. Uh, okay. But um, so it was this really odd thing that I, that I did. It was, uh, it was like this guy, this very small guy, Look like he had just had his hands in his pocket. His face is really kind of creepy. It looks like a Michael Jackson thriller almost. Okay. Uh, cool. Sweet. But there's like some stencil. I'm looking at it right now. On uh, it, it also reminds me of like the face is almost like a skull where it's like, if you're familiar with like Day of the Dead, like yes. it's in Latin America. It kind of looks like that. And like there's stencil like design around it, which kind of it kind of gives like a a hint of that totally wacky i just posted up i just post up things there uh, on my site you know my friends will be like yeah you're really that one's all right like that way you really mailed it in on that one like that that's really not not that good like my friends will shoot me straight i'm like yeah yeah but i'm just putting things out there yeah i think that's a big deal you've got to do that haven't you too yeah i just i just put it out there to just you know whatever it's something it doesn't need to be bought or whatever it's just if somebody like has some kind of emotion to it. It's fine with me. Anyway, I posted it, and I guess that next morning I was on the bus going to work, and I get a text message from him saying, "Is this picture still available?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I wanted it. It's it haunts me." <laughs> all right. <laughs> He's a dark puppy. That one. I was like, "All right, hundred bucks." <laughs> yeah, you know? and he sent it to me with the money immediately, and that was that. So that was cool. Yeah, that is good. Obviously, I look forward to seeing that picture when you can send it over. Obviously, don't worry about it right now, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. But I am looking forward to seeing that myself. The way you've described it sounds brilliant. Nah. No, no. (laughs) The the weirder, the darker, and the wackier is the sort of thing that I love. So It's definitely wacky. But there are better ones that I I did. But, yeah, now I'm experimenting with, like, texture-type pieces. That's, like, my thing where I get a canvas and then I use like molding paste and I just apply it to the canvas and put like a, a design in it or whatever, let it dry and then apply the paint to it. So it gives like, it's almost like it looks like stone. Yeah. That sounds really good because my mum is, uh, my mum is an artist and she's a real artist. I don't, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's no disrespect to you at all. Uh, I'm not a hobbyist, look like a Twitter following. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair enough. I think, you know, I think mm-hmm. art is in so many different ways. So everybody is, you know, everybody is in their own sort of way kind of thing. But my, my mum has been an artist since she was a very small child. So, you know, like, and she, I won't say her age, but she is uh, quite an older lady now. So, but she's actually doing all of the pores, you know, to get all the sort of cells and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? All of the cells. Yeah. So basically, she's using um, she's using different colors of paint, and she's putting. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Pore painting. Yeah, yeah. So she's doing that, and it's like every morning I go in the front room, and she's there watching um, somebody on YouTube that's doing it, and I'm like. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it's like, I get fascinated by it, but at the same time, ugh. It's cool. There's there's she, there's like a liquid that you can use called Floterol. Yes. I'm sure she knows. It's a paint thinner, essentially. Yeah. And you just apply it to like the paints a little bit, and then uh, it thins out the paint. And then like when you you mix it, when you pour the paints together, it has cells yeah, that's, in it. But that's when you apply a torch to it, yep. it gets even more like really cool stuff happens 
Um, yeah. I, I really don't do the pours anymore. Yeah, because um, she does know about the flow troll as well, but yeah, cool. we can't get it as easily in this country, so it does cost quite a bit for like shipping and stuff, so that's a bummer, but hey-ho. Which actually leads me on to a, a question I was going to ask Chris was the, you know, I, I, I see a lot of your stuff is only available to, to the guys living in the States. Is that because shipping and customs is just too expensive to the rest of the world? Yeah, I have people, there was somebody from the UK that wanted a painting the other day. And, you know, the painting was probably like, I don't even know, maybe $40. And I said the shipping was going to cost like around like 70 yeah you know so it's not you know if that you know so it's really not it's not that it's not worth it it's not if you see me you know person if you want to buy it like a a gentleman from australia a few months ago uh i met him he was on vacation here in new york and uh he bought he brought he bought one and brought it back to melbourne so that's cool but I'll ship it to you, but it's it's a little pricey, you know. So I usually discourage people from Europe or whatever to to buy them because I feel bad that they have to pay for. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a terrible businessman. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. I mean, in this interconnected world, I think it's probably one of the most frustrating things with with e-commerce is the fact that countries uh, haven't quite realised that whilst they're trying to think they're protecting revenues actually they're stopping money going into the hands of people like yourself right right you know you you benefit from the global trade you know as much as mars do and and everyone else so now and other way around like if i'm an american that wants to buy some artist that is in like you know in yorkshire or whatever i find i want to buy so i can't buy it. it's going to cost yeah yeah a ton of money to come here so and then we get stung with um a customs fee on top of that anyway Mm. so you know yeah i got yeah totally I bought the um, Ant um, hockey shirt and um, Ant uh, t-shirt, just two items, and then I got whacked with a 60-euro customs Oh, oh my it. God. I, yeah, and then I bought a couple of PBR shirts, and they sort of cost me half as much again when I bought them. Yeah. So I've said, that's it. I am, as much as I love supporting, <laughs> you know, unless, you, unless you get it to me without the customs fees, I ain't doing it. That, that, there has to be a reason that that is. That has to change. It's because, you know, what they, you know, for, for clothing, they're saying, oh, you you know, you could have bought that, that clothing here in Europe. And it's like, no, I was after something very particular that can only come from one location. But if you're talking about me buying a white T-shirt from, you know, the, the States, then yes, I could have brought that white T-shirt from the store near to me. So, yeah, I get that argument, but it's such a broad brushstroke that you know it's the little guy who gets caught up because the big multinationals have got you know interests to, to think about as do the uh the smaller independents so it's it's a, bu- it's a bummer anyway but james what was your question so i was gonna ask you a few more art-based questions but obviously what would i think if memory serves me when you were on you were last when i saw you on the periscope thing a couple of days ago you're talking about that you sort of where you come from um and correct me if I'm wrong, but where you come from, things like in your past have influenced your art. Could you extrapolate on that a bit? I, I come from my art. I... Uh, it, it, it's what, my, whether I'm wrong or not, I thought that you were sort of saying where you grew up, things like that have influenced the art that you do. Have I got that right? Uh, sort of inspired no, it, maybe? I don't or? think that's... No, uh, 
I don't know. You sure you're looking at the right Periscope? <laughs> well, it was definitely you. So then what is your inspiration and what, what yeah. inspires you? What to- is it that drives you with your art? The drive, well, well, the first time I started painting was April of last year. And it was with the poor paintings. I was probably, I probably saw something on TV or on the internet, somebody doing it. I was like, oh, that seems interesting. I, and I needed something to do. I needed to create something. I wanted mm-hmm. to find something to create that just, re- just needed me. Like yeah. I like yeah. doing collaborative projects. I like doing podcast mm-hmm. stuff or film stuff or whatever, but I wanted to do something where I didn't have to rely on anybody else. So therapeutic, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But I also just wanted to just put something I didn't, you never want for me anyway, for, for work. I, you don't just want your work, your day job to define really who you are. Like, you know, there's more to me than just that. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I always wanted to be somebody that puts things out into the world for people to enjoy. And, um, this was a way for me to do it on my own terms uh where i can you know take as much time or as little time as i want if it's done if i think it's done it's done not that there needs to be any revisions no this is it i had the final say and i started messing around with painting which i'm i'm still i can't believe that actually went through with it because it required you know going out to an art store getting paint you know getting these things and like doing it finding space to do it and then I, one day I just, um, I posted a couple and a a buddy of mine that's from, um, that's from universal pictures. Who's the guy who basically was the guy that helped with what say you podcast, the guy who pretty much started what podcast? what say you you podcast, (laughs) the guy, uh, the guy who contacted us from universal pictures about the fast and the furious. Yeah. No, I know. So, Oh, you haven't, you haven't, did you ever listen to those episodes? Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I did. I, okay. Uh, like I said, what podcast, meaning like what podcast, oh. you know, it's the invisible podcast. Oh, Sorry. yes, yes, the invisible. <laughs> so that guy, um, like reached out to me on social media or texted me. Or no, he was texting me. He's like, oh, how much, we were saying something. He's like, oh, by the way, how much for that green one that you did? I was like, really? You were interested in buying? He's like, yeah, I really like that. I was like, I don't know, make me an offer. And he made me an offer. And how's my first one sold? And then after that, I've since since April, I've sold around a hundred paintings. Wow, that's, that's very good. good. That's, a lot. that's pretty good. Not not too shabby. Yeah, just something that's I guess that did it just start as like an, an as an itch that you just needed to scratch. Yeah, most of the people that buy them are from the Tell Them Steve Dave audience, which is really nice. And now it's starting to go a little bit beyond that, and uh, people outside of that universe. So I'm trying to do that, like you know, trying to get it out to people that don't know me you know from these shows or whatever they just can look at it as oh that's a nice piece of art not as just want it because it's kind of like a souvenir for the from the show (laughs) um which is nice but at the same time it's like do you like the picture or do you like it because it's i did it (laughs) you know uh so there's a lot of that so it's like you know i've sold things and people would say hey can you write like go fuck yourself on it like you know or (laughs) fuck bono or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so like i'll so i saw a few i've signed a few on the back with like a little like line from tell them steve that that i've maybe said um but it's nice when people like outside of that universe just enjoy it and it makes me feel like oh okay maybe i am an artist yeah are you thinking of maybe sort of putting in a you know an art exhibition or something because even if you like joined up with an art groups exhibition or something like that so yeah i thought about doing that stuff but i'm afraid like 
I, you know, living here in the city, there's galleries everywhere. Like yeah. I walk around, my, I walk around on my lunch break. I'm passing so many, you know, and I'm afraid to like even walk in there to look at other art. Like, am I going to inquire for myself? It might be laughed out of there, you know? Uh, I, I, don't I don't think know. you should. I think you should never be afraid to like try something. Uh, yeah. This is just my opinion on it, but you know, it's like if you at least try, you can say that you have tried. Um, but if you don't try, then you've got yeah. nothing to sort of back, fall back on, have you? So, so get your ass off off your beds when you finish this. <laughs> get yourself down to an art gallery and uh, pop in and periscope it. <laughs> <laughs> do they have craft markets um popping up around the the new york area where you know people come with their homemade goods because maybe you could try doing that you know just get a little stall get your your best pictures out and just they, take they do there. they have those things uh it, it's it, it's something that i'm gonna have to do i'm probably gonna have to get a, a website because right now i just do it through instagram and twitter but i'm probably gonna have to invest in a little website and and uh and take high quality pictures and yeah. maybe get a booth somewhere at some market. Um, there's a bunch of Andy, there's a bunch in Asbury park, yeah. uh, usually every weekend or whatever. Uh, not so much that it's cold, but when it's cold out, but like, there's always something going on, like a farmer's yeah. market, you know, or just a craft market or yeah. like, there's like a, there's a punk rock show, like a record show that pops up every now and then there's always something going on. So I think you get more genuine buyers yeah i would actually kind of feel more comfortable going outside of new york into jersey into suburban new jersey yeah uh to maybe start there because new york city even though i live in it i don't know just it's it's tough i used to play music i used to be in bands and i used to i played all over new york city i mean big places uh and it, nobody cares like if you're in a band in new york city nobody really cares except your friends that that come and see you, whatever. I don't know how people make it big in New York City and like the arts because there's so many people, so many. Yeah, it's a very competitive, uh, yeah. very competitive yeah. city. Yeah, it's the same for us in London. And there's so many different genres of music and art. So it's like, what, what do you, do you, how do you connect with, like, how do you, do, I don't know. It's, it's like a mystery. Um, but whereas, like, if I go to like someplace in New Jersey. Um, like in a market or something, uh, I know that I have like a captive audience in a sense mm -hmm. because it's, yeah. you know, it's like a lot of local people that are just, that'll just come and, and hang out or whatever. Um, whereas in New York, they'll just walk past you. Mm. Everybody's on their own agenda. Yeah. And in, in my opinion, again, it is just my opinion, but having walked around New York, everybody looks like they're in their own little world anyway. You know, nobody looks like they are actually seeing anything that's around them because they're just kind of, unless you're a tourist, you know, it's quite blatant who the tourists are because they're all sort of looking up. All New Yorkers are kind of just looking straight ahead and walking, you know? <laughs> yeah. So It's the same in any any big city, though, isn't yeah. it? Everyone is on a mission. That's the same for I London, yeah. Maybe, I'm sure but... London's the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I once got tutted at by a girl who was uh, walking up behind me and uh, because I was in her way. But I was walking at quite a fast pace, and she was still like <laughs> zoomed ahead of me and tutted as she walked past. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, mm. <laughs> wow! You really did annoy them if you got a tut, because normally it's a silent seething." I know. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> 
because touching could lead to a conversation and that is a big social faux pas. I know. It's disgrace, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's when you... I had to remember not to make eye contact when I was on the underground on uh, Wednesday, Thursday when I was in London. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like... um. Yeah, I always like, I just like watching people on the underground. But you can never get caught staring, that's the problem. No, yeah, you've got to be careful. So I'm going to have to remember that when I'm in New York. Yeah, yeah no communication, eyes to the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> eyes down, blank stare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, New York, is, there's so many people in the subway. Yeah. So many. But New York is New York is not like as, it's not that a scary place as it once was when I was a kid. It's very safe. Mm. But the last time I was there, the overriding feeling I got, strangely, was space. Because, you know, the, the sidewalks are so much bigger. The stairwells are generally so much bigger. Yeah. Um, apart from in some of the subway stops where they just can't expand. But it just seems at least you've got a bit more personal space. Yeah, well, you're comparing it to, like, let's say London. i never yeah, been yeah. to London, but I'm just making the assumption. Yeah. London is, it's an older, you know, you guys are, your structures are much older than ours, you know? Yeah. So we kind of, like... When we when we designed everything over here, it's like they learned not what to do yeah, <laughs> from yeah. from where it came. Yeah. So it's like the same thing like in America with the highways and like New York, they're very uh, there's like there's not that many lanes, so there's a lot of traffic. But when you go out west to like California, there's like seven lanes or ten lanes. It's massive. California is newer, you know, the roads and stuff out there than than over here back east. Oh, I remember driving over the Oakland Bridge and just sort of looking out across. It was like, Jesus, <laughs> incomprehensible. And the same over the uh, the Golden Gate. Yeah, it's funny because when I was in San Francisco, I saw the Oakland, like that bridge that you just said. I was in um, Coit Tower overlooking the bay. Yeah. I did not see, because of the fog, I did not get to see the Golden Gate Bridge. I just got to see like the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, so it was kind of like, man. Yeah. This is the bridge. This is the bridge that you're supposed to see. And I, I, you know, I was there a couple of days. I never saw the bridge. Oh, oh. man. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I, got, I, I was warned that basically it's either foggy or bright or raining. There are, there's only three weather conditions. Yeah. Actually, Chris, you might be able to help us um, with, a, okay. with a question. Well, not a question, but a statement that I made on a couple of episodes ago. All right. Andy and I were talking about smoking in like New York and obviously because... At the time when I was over there, I didn't realise that you couldn't smoke in the parks. So know that because a very, very nice uh, New York lady shouted at me <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> there was something that I heard that you can't sell cigarettes to people on the street. So if somebody came up to you and said, uh, you know, can I buy a cigarette off of you or a fag as we well, would call them. Right, right. They call well, out here, like they'll call them Lucy's. Okay. Like for just a single cigarette. You're not allowed to sell them. Um, you can give people like, hey, can I bum a smoke? They'll just like give, you know, they'll just give somebody a cigarette. Th yeah. You, you have to have a, a, you know, a license with the state liquor authority, state like cigarette, tobacco and like whatever it is. To, uh, you got to have a license to sell cigarettes. So it's a, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a crime if you don't. So, and they sell them by the box or, you know, by the pack or by the car. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like over here that if somebody, a stranger came up to you and were like, oh, can I, can I, um, have a cigarette sort of thing? We yeah. have another term, but I'm trying not to. <laughs> can I bum a fag? It's so Ours hard. is, can you bum, or can we bum a fag? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, How did our, our language 
change so differently. I don't know. <laughs> it's the same language. Like, how did that word become something else over here? I don't know. No, it's like it's like fanny is a completely different word. So I always laugh whenever I hear the word fanny pack. Yeah. Fanny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fanny is like we say like your fanny is like your butt, right? Yeah. 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 She backs. Well, that's what yeah, you call totally. it. Yeah. 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 Fanny pack too. Well, listen, I don't. I I have more fanny pack since 1989. See, because we call them bum bags. <laughs> Bum bags, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, there you go. The bum bags the that same you wear thing. in the front. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We say, like, I fancy you. That means, like, you like, you have, like, a, you're, you're attracted to that person, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't say that here. What do you say? Like, a fancy. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> what the, somebody says that to you over here, like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> You think I'm fancy? What would you guys say then <laughs> instead? I wouldn't say anything. I don't. I, I, I'm terrible oh, at that stuff. Oh, get your coat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the things we would all say things like, "Oh, I really fancy a beer." People say that. Yeah, people yeah. say that too. Yeah. So I've seen the in betweeners. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've watched the Benny Hill show growing up. <laughs> yeah. And we don't just say cheers either for uh, yes, thank you yeah we say cheer uh, or cheers as in yeah it's kind of a thank you it's for cheers when you're clinking your drinks and yeah right right or, i got told off for saying that when i was in miami with my friend she was like can you stop saying cheers it doesn't mean the same thing <laughs> it does i was just saying cheers to everything <laughs> oh you're saying cheers to, uh, here i kind of annoys me when an american says it it's like stop i see what you're doing yeah. <laughs> right. You're not. You, you. You don't. You don't get to use that term. My friends from from England get to use that. Term. Yeah. <laughs> you should. You should walk up to them and say, "Rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves." I'm just gonna be like, "Anybody want a fag?" Anyone, anyone want to come smoke a fag with me? Yes. Anybody want to smoke a fag with me? I got a bunch of fags on me. And if I say that in New York, I might wind up, you know, on uh, on some kind of like uh, like list. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that I keep saying to people who uh, moan at me about uh, smoking, I say, well, you know, do you fancy a fag with me then? Because the first one's free. <laughs> Probably not be saying that too often. <laughs> Anyway, off track again. <laughs> no, actually, that was still on track. So well done. Oh, it was actually on track still because I actually brought up the question. So, <laughs> and anyway, if it goes off track, it goes off track. We can steer yeah. this train <laughs> right back to Brexit. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! 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 End of part one. Hey guys, this is Gemma from the future. This is the end of part one. Subscribe to the podcast, however you choose to listen. And uh, then you'll have an update as to when part two is coming. Won't be long, but it was a long episode, so I decided to split this on in half. So really hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to hearing from you and your feedback. Bonus audio. I'm just going to pop to the loo very quickly, okay? Um, or Chris, I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> no, we don't say that. We say the bathroom. Oh, the bathroom. Sorry. Or, or in other parts of the country, they say the washroom. Oh, ah, that's that true. Sounds ever so posh. And I even know what that means. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at codswallop pod this podcast is available on podbean no phony podcast network 
iTunes, Stitcher, and many other podcast mediums. Thank you for listening to our Godswallop. It's all about all-